Are you prepared for retirement? Well, you may be financially, and you know that's what a lot of people think about is, hey, as long as I get as long as I get to where I can comfortably retire financially, then everything else will figure itself out. And uh, well, the question we're going to ask you today is, are you prepared for retirement from a non-financial perspective? Meaning, what are you going to do? And so today we we are very excited to bring on Dr. Amy Dupree. Um, she is very passionate about helping people have more choice, control, independence and quality of life as they age. So we think it's a very important topic and we're very excited. We are excited. Uh, I think, you know, one of the things that Merce and I uh, have conversations with people about all the time is obviously we talk about the financial stuff, but there's questions that people have. And in, in, in after a year or two in retirement, they start coming back and going, you know, I, I got to figure out what I want to do now because I have been on the trips. I've done those kind of things, but now I need to know what I'm going to do. And uh Dr. Uh, Amy basically walks people through exactly how to do that and, and has some really nice tools as well. So we are excited. If you've not had a chance, we would like, if you don't mind, and you think we have a five-star show, please give us a five-star rating and write us a review. It certainly is helpful. Uh, also, if you are listening to our podcast and you're thinking, hey, I'd like to know a little bit more about how uh, I can have a successful retirement. Uh, Merce and I have recorded a masterclass called Three Keys to Secure Your Retirement. You can get that by going to our website. It's completely free. We never ask for any money on this. It is at pomwealth.net. And if you go to the blog page, you'll see that right on the right-hand side and you can get that for free. But we are financial advisors. And as you know, we have to do a disclosure. Uh, and so Merce, could you please do that for us? Yeah, it just wouldn't feel right if we didn't do the disclosure, even though we're not talking about finances today, but we have to. So the information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stancil and Merce Tariq. It's nice to have you with us today. It's nice for you to be able to get on and listen to this podcast. I, you know, uh, Merce and I are always talking about the different aspects of what we talk about on our on our show. And so we, we do obviously cover financial things. We cover things around legacy, and then we cover things around lifestyle. And today, I think, is really a lot about lifestyle. Yeah. And we have got somebody that I'm excited to be able to talk to, Dr. Amy Dupree. And she currently lives in Toronto, but she had quite a few years living here in Raleigh. So thank you so much uh, for coming on and talking with us today, uh, Dr. Thanks. Dupree. Thanks, Raiden. I'm happy to be with you. I wish I was with you in Raleigh right now because you know this is this is not the best time of year to be in Toronto when it's a much better time of year to be in Raleigh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Actually, we've had cold weather uh, here, a little bit of a run, but we're starting to break through. We had 
almost 70 yesterday. Uh, and so that was like, whoa, that's super nice. And today we're back chilly again. But so anyway, uh, we are, we're excited by the time this show actually uh, is aired, it'll hopefully be warm. Uh, so we'll see. Um, all right. So what we wanted to do, let me kind of give you a little bit of a background uh, just to kind of get our conversation started. Um, and by the way, do you go by, I know on your website, you go by Dr. Amy. Is that what you go by? Call me Amy, but uh, you know, people call me Dr. Amy professionally, but you and I now are friends. So call right. me Amy. Okay, very good. So Amy, <laughs> I know looking at your 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 website, which is Dr. Amy <laughs> dot life, um, that you know, your your whole objective here and purpose of kind of what you do is talking about what what we talk about sometimes, which is life transitions, moving from one phase of life into another phase of life. And that to me is extremely intriguing because we are helping folks with that all the time because of who we work with. But could you give us a little bit of background, kind of like how you're how you got to where you are today in the field that you're in today, kind of how that all happened? Well, I'm a gerontologist by background, a gerontological social worker, and I started working with financial services organizations over 15 years ago and as a professional speaker doing client events. And one of the ones I did was retirement, talking about the life side of retirement and then how that fits the non-financial life side with financial. I'm not a financial expert. I left that to the financial experts. But what would happen, Raiden, is I talked, I've literally talked to thousands of people in the US and Canada on this topic. And after every speaking event, there's a reception and I'd stay and it's like doing a focus group every time. And I started to really hone in on where do people get stuck? What are the areas in this life stage that most people look forward to for sometimes decades? They don't maximize the quality of the life they could have in retirement. And I want to do something to change that. I want people to have more choice, control, independence, and better quality of life in that last third of their life. Yeah, Amy, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, that's kind of the whole reason, in, in a way, as to why we started this podcast about a little bit over a year ago, is we didn't want to just be that that boring financial advisor that's only talking about financial stuff, and you know, eventually you just get you 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 get bored with that. Um, so that's why we added on these other elements of legacy. How do I leave my money behind properly, and then lifestyle, which for us is really the most fun. We've talked to all kinds of. Um, doctors and and types of other other things that because there's so much more than just finances when it comes to retirement, the whole transition. I mean, you're starting a whole new phase of life. Um, and so we were looking, uh, just doing a little bit of research on, on your background and everything. And we saw this thing called chapters within retirement. Uh, can you give us a little bit of a breakdown as to what that is and what that means to you? Well, Mars, I love to talk about this because what happens for most people is if they do any planning for retirement, they do it for what I say is the first chapter. Because what happens is people approach this, this life stage as one long chapter, right? And the truth is, for some people, this chapter goes on 25, 30 years. So obviously, it's not just one stage. So I like to break it into early, mid, and later retirement. And if you look at early retirement, early retirement, it, again, it's the stage if anybody does planning, they do it for this typically. It's where people do the bucket list. It's when you ask them, what do you want to do? The first thing they say pre-COVID is travel. I want to travel, you know, and they talk about the fact that if they had a hobby, they haven't had enough time for, they want to do that or golf. These are all big ticket items. They're not, and I don't mean ticket as in financial, but kind of the, the big rock items. 
What people don't think about, though, are the day-to-day of retirement, which is a whole other issue. But then if they do this early stage for the first few years, you know, they, they're enjoying kind of all that pent-up energy of, I've worked all these years, now I can finally go run around and play. It looks a lot like an extended vacation. They move into a second chapter. The second chapter can go on for decades for many people. You still do those fun things, but it tends to take on more of a day-to-day life feel. So now maybe people get a volunteer activity that they're very engaged with, or they're spending a lot of time with grandkids, or they're uh, maybe even consulting or picking up some work stuff. This is the chapter, though, that I think people really don't maximize because they haven't given a lot of thought to this one, right? They they were thinking about, we're going to run around and travel and have fun, but what's my life going to look like after I spend those first few years? So this is where I often see people kind of have a drop in their sense of purpose and meaning and quality of life. And then that last chapter, the third chapter is later life. Now, even, you know, if you, if you live in, you're fortunate enough to live into your late eighties, nineties and older, even if you're very healthy, it's unlikely that you're living then like you were back when you were in your 60s, right? So uh, now I, I always joke that every time I say that, there's a news story the next day that talks about a centenarian who's doing something amazing. One of my favorites is an Australian woman who at 103 won the shot put competition. <laughs> and I always pause and say, in her age category, and you don't have to throw it very far, but you do have to be alive to win. That was right. her. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, but that's not the typical person. And so that later stage, again, the issue here that people get into in this chapter is they don't plan for health changes that may occur and for changes in housing and what they're going to do to, again, maximize quality of life. And so often, if they make changes, they're done in crisis. So. The, the areas that I hope to help impact, especially for people, are those middle and later chapters of retirement so that they live better. Yeah, that, you know, I think that's so important. And the reason why, you know, for Merce and I, most people, when we sit down and talk to them, it is all about, do I have enough money to retire? And that's the focus. And I think that's a focus of what everybody thinks about. You know, when they think about retirement, they go, Am I, can I afford to retire? And they've worked for decades with this idea, I've got to save, I've got to save, I've got to save. And I think people spend no time to a very little amount of time thinking about what am I going to actually do whenever I actually can afford to retire. And so I think having this conversation is extremely important, especially to help people think through, hey, not only setting a financial goal, but a, what am I going to do? Like, wh- what are my phases? Now, I, I know also that you have this um, this uh, thing on your website we were looking at about creating the life that you can fall in love with. And, and that you, and I'm in my mind, I just hear that and I go, well, yeah, who would not want that? Could you tell <laughs> us a little bit about that? How, how, how does somebody do that? How do they create that kind of life? And I just want to add to what you said that I, I kind of joke that when you look at retirement planning, I joke it's been hijacked by financial planning for, <clears throat> for just the reason you said, Raiden, because if you say to people, hey, have you done planning for retirement? They'll say, oh, yeah, I have an advisor and I'm all set. Well, how about your life? And, and I do talk about this idea of creating a life you fall in love with. And here's the thing. When I help people think about planning their life for retirement, what I say to them is when you're 20, you're not planning when you're for for when you're 40, you're planning for 20 to 25 or 25 to 30. We often do it right in 
Often people do it in five-year increments when they're younger, five-year plans. You don't have to do that with your retirement. But it's the idea is that planning is an evolutionary ongoing process. It's not something that's one and done. So what you want to do is consider that you're going to want to continue to grow and evolve your life right to the day you die, which is a new concept for people because what they typically do in approaching retirement is think, ah, now I can just kind of kick back. Well, if you just kick back, you know, that's an outdated view of retirement that interestingly came from the 1880s when retirement as an idea came to be from the chancellor of Germany, Chancellor von Bismarck, and he started the first national uh, pension plan for Germans. And he set the age at 65, which he was a very smart man, Chancellor von Bismarck, because in 1883, the life expectancy in Germany was 47. Hmm. And so this idea of what retirement was and what is in our psyche came from this idea when retirement was a brief period of rest and reward for a lifetime of hard work. Now people live decades in this and we haven't evolved our thinking to say, I need to continue to plan. So what you want to look at as you're creating a life you're falling in love is, is what gives your life purpose and meaning right now? That's the first thing you want to look at. And for many people who are still working, there are elements of their work that, that give their life purpose and meaning. And I always joke, not all of it. Very few of us like the paperwork or endless meetings. But what is it about that? And then what you want to do is look at what can you do from those things now that are giving your life purpose and meaning and evolve them and move them to new activities. But you have to kind of do a little a little thought about this, right? So I just had this conversation. I have a sister who's in retirement and she left a job she loved, not because she wanted to leave the job so much, but the commute was getting to her. And we were talking about the fact that there are things that she misses from that work time because it 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 energized her, you know, it it used her talents. And so now she's looking at ways to transfer the parts of her work that she loved into this new chapter of her life. And then what are the things that you've been longing to do that you wish you'd had more time for? Now this is a little bit of a mixed bag as you're creating the life you love because Sometimes those are fantasies, and we have to recognize when people tell me that they want to travel endlessly. Any of us who have been, tra- I, I, I spent about 15 years traveling endlessly for, for work things, and those of us who've traveled a lot knows there are a lot of hassles to traveling. So you make it, so you're traveling and say, I want to travel maybe two weeks here and two weeks here, but I'm not going to live on the road my whole retirement. So now you want to say, what's going to add meaning to my life? And for most people, meaning comes from things like contribution. So where are you going to contribute in your life from connection? I always say contribution, connection, two key things you need to have in order to have a life purpose and meaning for most people. And then, of course, the fun elements. But, you know, often the fun isn't what gives our life that sense of purpose and meaning. It's just a joyous part of our life that we want to have. But connection and and the idea of contribution and using your talents and skills in some way so that you feel, again, that you have purpose for being here because most of us need a sense of purpose to the day we die. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course 
Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. The idea of setting goals, you do that as soon as, ideally, you do that as soon as you're, you start in the workforce. So me personally, I try to set a five-year goal. You know, I'm 32 right now. Where am I going to be? Well, I started this goal when I'm 30. So where am I going to be at 35? Mm -hmm. Where am I going to be at 40 and set five years goal, five year goals. And that's what I think about. I don't like to go over more forward than that. Cause then it gets, it feels unattainable at times, but even me, myself, I stopped thinking about goals when I say, okay, I may, I'm going to get to retirement at this age. And I haven't even thought past that at all. And I think that's how a lot of the world is structured kind of to, to what you were talking about. So I, I think it is important and it's eye-opening and it's good that you are doing this and, and speaking to all these people that, you know, there, there is life after retirement. And it's also something that we do need to plan for. We do need to be thinking about at a younger age um, and not just do things based off of emergencies or, mm-hmm. or you know, I, I'll, I'll figure it out when I get there type of mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you said something about connecting or connections, mm-hmm. right? Making connections and that, and that's what gives people a sense of purpose is having those connections to rely on. Um, I, I can only imagine right now, people that are in retirement going through the whole COVID scenario uh, and the, the loss of connection in a way, in traditional style of being able to see people, being able to see, see their grandkids, family and everything like that. And we're stuck in more of a virtual world. Um, has made things a little bit difficult, but yeah, for me, it would be connections, you know, Mm -hmm. having, having that with other people in retirement. Um, But so for us, we do, we, we, we build build out these retirement income plans that kind of say, Hey, you're going to be okay. Here's how uh, retirement's going to play out from, from a financial perspective. But, you know, do you have a process or do you have a way or any tips as to how someone can get started on this whole planning for retirement, not from the financial side, but from actual, you know, the the wellness side that that makes them feel good about everything they're doing? So uh, I love the question. So back to what I said before, definitely look at the what in your life, right? What are you going to do in retirement? And really what what gives your life a sense of what gets you out of bed in the morning? And it's different for each of us. But we want to have that sense of purpose and meaning. And then the who is the connection part. So deepening your relationships and growing your relationships. We need to do that forever because as we age, relationships change, people move and people die. And so if we don't continue to invest in our relationships, what happens is that we end up not having enough connection in our life in later, later life. And that doesn't have to be. We just have to keep growing that. Um, Where? Housing, we could do a whole show on housing. Matter of fact, I hope you'll have me back to do that and talk about housing and retirement because this is the area, honestly, in the 35 years I've been working with older adults or and their families or on behalf of them, people don't think enough about housing in their later years and how we have to shift that sometimes to match the season of our life so that our housing stays our palace and doesn't become our prison because that's what happens for a lot of people. And then how your health might impact what you're talking about. What would that look like? And so I talk to people about having a plan B. And I use a question for that, which is if there were a shift in my health or mobility or the health or mobility of someone I love, 
what might I do differently? And you go back through all those areas. And this is how you stay in creating a life that you love, that you have that plan B. And, and again, I could share a lot of stories with you on that about how that helps people go, okay, that keeps me in control. Because remember, it's about choice, control, independence, and quality of life forever. Good. I mean, that's great. I mean, you know, I think that, you know, I always have operated with a plan B, uh, you know, from a business perspective, I always said, well, we're going to, you know, I need to start thinking about this because if this happens, mm-hmm. I need to have this plan B in place. And I've always kind of operated that way, but to have a plan B for life, you know, that, that way you kind of got it in your head. If this, if this doesn't work out, what am I going to do? It's possible mm-hmm. that life changes. And so it's I got to have almost a almost guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. So you got to do that. I noticed on your, uh, on your website too, you have a couple of things I was going to ask you about. You have these things called caring cards and you have a thing called life memory journal, uh, memories journal. Could you tell us a little bit about what that, what that is and what that looks sure. like? Uh, caring cards are really conversation openers. They're meant to be originally I designed them. So they're conversation openers uh, between generations and that can be, with uh, very old people and middle-aged people, but it can also be your kids and you. And it actually expanded once I had those cards out there. What I found was that people were telling me that they were having conversations with their spouse they'd been married to for 30 plus years and learning things. And they're fun questions. And they're questions that we you may not think about all the time. And then what happened was I had a request for, hey, this is a great legacy piece. And it's a great way for me to talk to my parent or my grandparent and really gain a perspective on their life. But I'd like to be able to write it down. So I took those questions and put them into the Life Memories Journal. So same questions. People can write it down. It's a beautiful legacy piece. It's a great gift to do with somebody you love. And during COVID, this is something people can do remotely and have those conversations and a great way to to deepen our, our, I'm all about the human connection and how do we deepen that? And that's what those are for. That's, that's great. I, you know, I, I tell this story all the time uh, with folks. My dad had me a little bit late in life. I was 52. I mean, he was 52 whenever I was born. Oh, mm-hmm. And um, so he had, he lived through the great depression and he would tell me really cool stories, you know, that he grew up and I mean, cause he grew up seeing, a, you know, a, experiencing what it was like to see the first car, you know, he ever saw and horses seeing it and how they got scared and ran away and having ice delivered to the house and all of those kind of things. And and so I had these cool stories and I said, I need to get this recorded because I started to see a little dementia kicking in and I did what everybody else does. I procrastinated, but finally I did go and take and get that I, we set up a video camera and I was able to ask a lot of those questions right. and have him tell them. But I mean, that kind of a tool and thinking about that. And again, you know, my dad was a really good storyteller. I don't think I am for my kids. I mean, I don't think I tell that, you know, but if they asked me, I'd tell them. <laughs> my dad, we would just ride in the car and he would tell me all kinds of stories. But um, anyway, uh, I think that's a fantastic thing. Now I know that kind of from your side, I think more of what you do in your role is working with advisors like Merce and I and helping us make sure we know how to do that. Do you work with individuals as well? Or is it primarily working with financial advisors, teaching us how to have those kind of conversations? I do. I do do some work with individuals and I'm really excited actually that there's, there's a a new site coming out in April that is your best life forward that we've designed actually for individuals 
but they can access it through the, the professionals that they work with, but it'll be support on life transitions from early to late on the practical, emotional, and family aspects of transitions. So people can get that through their advisors starting in April. Okay. Well, that all sounds good. Well, obviously, you know, there's so many different top topics here that we could spend a tremendous amount of time on. Um, but we like to keep this to about 30 minutes and I think we're about there. Um, so Amy, I would just like to say thank you very much for coming on and chatting with us a little bit about these very important topics. Well, thank you to both of you, Mers and Raiden. It was an absolute delight to, to chat with you. And I'm sure this is just the first of many interesting conversations we'll have together. All right. Thank you. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.